The belief that God became man and dwells among us in Jesus Christ is at the very heart of Orthodox Christian life and worship. Orthodox worship, therefore, involves the whole person, heart, mind, body, and soul. In our services of worship, Christians pray and sing in liturgies that are not of this world. Ancient Faith Radio now presents Singing the Triumphal Hymn with Father John Finley, exploring the Orthodox faith through music and liturgy. Father John is a composer and musician and is with the Missions and Evangelism Department of the Antiochian Orthodox Church. Here's Father John. In our continuing series on the Divine Liturgy, we come to the subject of the liturgy in the Bible. And the objective of the following lessons is to gain an understanding that worship is both corporate and individual, to gain a sense of the true spirit of worship, and to gain an awareness that the Bible is the key to an understanding of the liturgy, and the liturgy is a living explanation of the Bible. Coming from the Southern Baptist Church, into the Orthodox Church, I have uh, often observed and struggled within myself that we simply replace a doctrine of uh, biblical infallibility to a, a doctrine of uh, liturgical infallibility. And what, what I mean by that, I, you know, I'm not trying to criticize either, really, uh, either side of the equation, but looking for an intricate connection between the two. The, the one needs the other. You know, and some Christians say, well, we're the Bible people, you know, and then, and then you know, maybe we say, well, we're the, we're the liturgical people. Well, no, we're, we're both. We're Bible people, we're liturgical people, and we need to hold these two things together. It's another dichotomy that plagues us even to this day, you know, the polarization of Scripture and tradition. More particularly, the disconnection of Scripture from the liturgy. And we can't simply say, you know, you folks, you have the scripture, but you don't have the tradition, and then fall into a trap of we got tradition and no scripture. So we have to pay attention to this. We have to hold these things together in a unity, no dichotomy. We cannot understand our worship without knowing the scriptures. The Bible is the key to the understanding of the liturgy, and yet the opposite is also true since the meaning of the scriptures is disclosed in worship, supplying us with the key to the interpretation of the scriptures. In other words, the liturgy is a living explanation of the Bible. So we might uh, ask the, the question, you know, where do we get this word liturgy? You know, is liturgy, is that word in the Bible? I don't see that word in the Bible. But we do see the Greek word liturgia in the Holy Scriptures. Father Alexander, uh, in his book Liturgy in Life, 
says the church as life and grace is realized through her worship. The Greek word for worship, liturgia, means more than common prayer. It means a corporate action in which everyone takes an active part and is a participant and not only an attendant. I I recently uh, attended a worship service, uh, uh, a feast day service, uh, for St. Barbara. And uh, the bishop, uh, from his throne, uh, engaged the service in a way that I, um, well, I was impressed. Let's Let's just put it that way. I don't want to compare bishops. But he read the uh, opening psalm of the Great Vespers. And then when we came to the litany, he turned to the people and said, let's all sing these, these responses together. And he led them from the throne. And of course, in, in, in my home church, I mean, this is just kind of a, you know, taken for granted. Of course, this is what we do, but... There are a lot of churches out there that they don't, and people are only attendants. They watch. And how often have you heard the complaint? Well, we, I, I'm an Orthodox Christian now because, you know, I, I, I'm not into entertainment uh, worship. I, I don't want to just stand there and be entertained. Okay, fine. I agree with that. But I don't want to just stand there and watch either especially when the deacon or the priest is saying, in peace, let us pray to the Lord. Who is he talking to? The chanters? The choir? He's talking to us. He's talking to the body of Christ. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. I'm called upon to respond and to pray. Lord, have mercy. So, it is a corporate action in which everyone takes an active part and is a participant and not only an attendant. Liturgy, L-E-I-T, that, you know, this, the Latin, leos, you know, the people, in ergia, energy, the word energy, or work, the work of the people. Liturgy is the work of the people. And so we don't say by that necessarily that that our worship is not personal, that it's not individual, but we we say that our worship is both corporate and individual or both corporate and personal. Father Alexander uses the word personal, and let me read this quote here. The nature of this action is both corporate and personal. It is corporate because through the unity and faith of its participants, it realizes and fulfills the reality of the church, that is, the presence of Christ among those who believe in him. And it is personal because this reality is every time conveyed to me, given to me for my personal edification, for my own growth in grace. Thus, in worship, I'm both an active builder of the church, and to be this is my Christian duty, and I'm also its beneficiary. 
For the whole of the church's treasure is offered to me and is a divine gift to me. I like to use the contrast of, of corporate and in individual. And the reason I say that, and they're, they're, you know, words are funny and, they, you know, they have their own kinds of implications. But I think corporate worship is personal. In other words, if I'm praying with the body of Christ uh, on Sunday morning in the divine liturgy, that that is a personal thing. I am developing personal relationship. I like to say personal relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And, and yet, when I say my prayers at home, I wouldn't call that my personal prayers in contrast to church. I, I would say that's my individual rule. And by individual, I don't mean that nobody else is there and I'm not connected with the body of Christ. You know, as an individual, when I stand before my altar at home, I say, Our Father, who art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. And so there is a a corporate nature or an acknowledgement of Christ, of the body of Christ, that is, even in our individual rule of prayer when we stand uh, before our altar um, alone, because we're not really alone. So let's ask the uh, question, before we come to understand the meaning of worship, what two things must we first understand? Father Alexander again speaks of studying the liturgia or in terms of order and function. Order and function. And let me read uh, this rather long paragraph. And there's some things in, in here that, that sting a little bit, but I think it's a good lesson for us. The liturgia of the church consists of prayers, reading, singing, rites. It has, in other terms, an order, a structure in which the various elements are related to each other and only in this relation reveal their true meaning. Each service can be compared to a building in which every single part is functional. And to understand its function and meaning, one has to understand first the whole. Too often in our religious education, the liturgical services are not explained, but merely described as a sequence of rites and prayers. Now hold on to this while, while we continue reading here and think about this. Is there a difference between explaining something and describing something? So we want to get get beyond description and get into explanation. He continues, The inner necessity which links together all these elements, making them an order, a service, is not revealed in many of our approaches. There are people who know the services very well so as to be able to conduct them or sing them 
and yet understand nothing of their meaning. Liturgical celebration becomes then a blind observance of meaningless prescriptions, which is incompatible with the definition of worship given by Christ himself. In John chapter 4, verse 24, Christ said, Worship in spirit and truth. So the worship of the church thus requires a spiritual and an intellectual effort for its understanding. And through the study of its various elements, of its general order and structure, we reach the meaning. So how are we going to go to that but beyond description to explanation? Through studying the various elements and of its general order and structure, that's where we'll reach the meaning. So this is a, this is a different approach, but um, it, it's going to pay off in the long run if we're not just describing. Them, okay, we do this, and then we do this, and then we do this. <laughs> so you know, I, I have occasion to teach teach kids, and uh, so I have a real sympathy with. Uh, with Sunday school teachers in trying to bring things uh, to their level. But you know what I find? I find that if if I'm talking to, you know, kids from 5 to 12 years old or 13 years old, if I can explain it to these 5 years old, the 12 years old and the adults around are going to get something out of it too. But you know who's going to get the most out of it? Me. Because I have to boil this down uh, to uh, very basic concepts, and I find that uh, I help myself more than anything else by just continuing to dig and dig and dig to try to get at explanation and not simply description. So Father Alexander then describes what he calls the true spirit of worship and offers a challenge to us. We need a rediscovery of this true spirit of worship, which is that of humility, reverence, fear of God, the awareness of being unworthy, and yet standing in the presence of God himself. And this is what is meant by the words of the petition with faith, reverence, and fear of God draw near. And that was Father John Finley with Singing the Triumphal Hymn, Exploring the Orthodox Faith Through Music and Liturgy. If you would like to write Father John, his email is singing at ancientfaith.com. That's singing at ancientfaith.com. This is a listener-supported presentation of Ancient Faith Radio.